Welcome to Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Join us in a sex-positive awakening adventure to help create a sex-positive world. Become part of a movement and start living a sex-positive lifestyle free of sexual shame and guilt. Adult Bedtime Stories is a Raven Slayer production. Adult Bedtime Stories is a show dedicated to bringing sacredness back to our sexuality and to learn about everything sexual. Allow the beautiful sexy creature within you to emerge. Each week the focus of the show will be on a different sexual topic designed to enlighten you so you develop more fully as a sexual being. This is a sex education that you didn't receive in high school but should have. Imagine for a moment that we could change the world and live a sex-positive lifestyle. In our sex-negative world, the process of socialization teaches us to feel shame and guilt around sex. By adopting a new set of attitudes and values around sex, we can view sex with a new understanding, which is accompanied with positive emotions and the attitude that sex is a sacred act. I am Mighty Boy Chi-Chi, a sex expert a life coach, and a sacred harlot. My life vision is to create a sex-positive world through adult education and BDSM performance art. Hello and welcome. I am Mighty Boy Gigi, and I have Paul with me tonight. Hey, guys. Hey. <laughs> And tonight we're going to do a special edition on adult bedtime stories. We're going to be talking about sexual anatomy and all the juicy ways you can get each other off. (laughs) (laughs) And I'd like to start by just saying that our sex is highly complex, much more than once was believed. And it's amazing how many people don't really know sexual anatomy very well. It's not a big surprise because we don't get a good sexual education. Sex is a very complex system. Not only is there the physical components, but there's also neurological components and even mental and spiritual components. Mm -hmm. I mean, it affects us at body, mind, spirit, heart and soul. (laughs) And a lot of people don't realize, but when we're first conceived, female is the primary sex. We all start out as female. And a process occurs called sexual differentiation as we start growing and maturing inside the womb. And what happens is that chromosomes and hormones and a lot of different factors come into play to differentiate 
females into males or females to remain female. But we all start with the same building blocks. We have a lot of similar sexual anatomy. It, while it's different, it's also made out of the same tissue, original tissue. And the gonads differentiate either into the ovaries or into the testicles and descend. Tissue of the scrotum is either the scrotum or the inner lips. And then there's the clitoral clitoris, which is the tip of the clitoris is the same tissue as the head of the penis. But there is one big difference. There are a whole lot more nerve endings in the clitoris. And that's why it's so very sensitive. There is the clitoral ridge above the clitoris. And then just below the clitoral hood, which often will hide the clit, the head of the clit, is the urethra. And then below that is the vagina. And for female anatomy, there are the outer lips and the inner lips, or the labia majora or the labia minora, <laughs> for the more scientific terms. It's good to know that all the, the, the entire vulva has nerve endings, except there's not as many in the vagina. And you would think that there should be more, but in, in fact, about, four, I forget if it's 40% of women don't have much feeling inside the, their vaginas. Stimulating just the vagina through intercourse leaves a woman without a whole lot of experience of pleasure. So it's good to know that fact that the woman's really hot spot for pleasure is either directly on the clitoris, where, which some women prefer, or just around the clitoris. Some mm -hmm. women's clits are just way too sensitive for direct stimulation. And uh, one thing that I know uh, from experience is if you are trying to pleasure a, a person that has a vagina and a clit and they have a very sensitive clit where they don't like a lot of direct stimulation, a lot of times you can stimulate the hood over the clit and it makes it a lot more pleasurable a lot more pleasurable and uh, and it it opens up and sometimes you need to get someone worked up enough and sometimes after working enough and building enough pleasure you can start doing some direct clitoral stimulation but you don't stay there you, you stimulate it and then kind of back off and go back and forth I, I remember when you were teaching me this you taught me that sometimes you need to treat the clit like a, a doorbell and just you know occasionally tap it and and stimulate it and then back off on it for mm -hmm. a little while yeah for the what I've been describing is the external female genital structure. 
-hmm. But hidden within is a whole lot more. <laughs> within the clit, a lot of people think the clit is just the little part that peeks out from under the hood. But actually, the clit is huge. It goes all the way around the whole vulva area. So the tip that we call the clitoris is actually just the a small part of the clit. Mm -hmm. And by massaging around different areas of the vulva, especially around the outer lips and then inner lips, mm -hmm. it will give her erections. And yes, mm -hmm. females do get very erect. Mm -hmm. And for guys out there, if you think about it, when you stimulate your cock when it's not erect versus when it is erect, it's a big difference in how it feels, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so females are the same way. You've got to get them warmed up first before a lot of stimulation around the clitoris can occur. So for anyone that's listening, the way I like to visualize what the clitoris looks like, imagine a wishbone and the tip of the clit is the, the tip of the, the bone before it goes into a Y and then it goes down and then we're between the uh, labia uh, minora and the labia majora between the inside lips and the outside lips spreading out like the forks of a, fit, uh, of a wishbone extending all the way down past below the vagina that whole area is makes up the clitoris and so when you were talking earlier about stimulating that area between the the inner lips and the outer lips the reason that works is because those are the legs that run down that make up the clitoris and mm -hmm. that's how i've always visualized it and it it's helped me to understand what I'm doing when, when I'm doing what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And between the, well, before we go to internal, let me talk a little bit about external. Below the entire vulva is the perineum. And that too is rich in nerve endings. And it travels between the anus and the vulva, bottom of the vulva. And massaging that area can be very stimulating, <laughs> mm -hmm. as well as the anal area. Partner is into anal stimulation, but always ask and mm -hmm. don't just go into it. <laughs> uh, one of the things that you always taught me is when you are starting off, it is always better to use soft pressure and light touches because your your goal in the beginning is just to awaken everything and and wake it up you're not going for the gusto in the beginning you are just making everything wake up and and bring it to life areas like the the perineum and 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 the external anus and and things like this, a lot of times they like very light touches. They like very 
s subtle stimulation in feather the beginning. Touches. <laughs> yeah, to kind you of lie like a feather. <laughs> mm -hmm. To kind of wake everything up before you really get started. Yeah. And we'll be talking a little bit about some techniques when we get to tantric circles. Even before you get to the vulva, stimulating the vulva area, you want to stimulate other parts of the body first. Mm -hmm. We've pretty much covered the external um, anatomy of the genitals. But inside, we have a whole lot more. There's everything from the ovaries to the uterus all the way down at the tip of the uterus, right at the very back of the vagina is the cervix. And some women like a little bit of stimulation there once they've been warmed up. Some, it's not pleasant. So communication's key. Just below the clitoris and above the vagina is the urethra. And sometimes stimulating just around the urethra can be very pleasing and exciting. But but there again, you have but to there be again. a little bit careful. Yeah, right um, now it just kind of describe the different parts so you're familiar with when we get into how to stimulate it all. But anyway, um, then inside the vagina, it's about varying from woman to woman. It can be from an inch to three inches inside the vagina is the G-spot for women. And that's where the female prostate gland comes into contact with the vaginal wall. Mm -hmm. And if you stick your finger in with your pad facing the clitoral area and you rub around gently, you'll feel a slight, almost walnut size or maybe even smaller indention or protrusion. And it feels almost like corduroy, the texture. Mm -hmm. And that's the woman's G-spot. And the G-spot can be very amazing. In fact, I've, that's how a lot of women are able to reach a squirting orgasm, ejaculatory mm -hmm. orgasm, is through stimulation of the G-spot. The PC muscles intertwine around everything, around the anal area, around the, all through the entire vulva area. It's a muscle sling that goes from the pubic bone all the way interwoven in figure eights and different configurations, all the way back to the coccybone, your tailbone. And that's why it's called pubococcygeus muscles. It's a very powerful muscle sling. And when you exercise the PC muscles, those are your sex muscles for both men and women, because men have PC muscles also. And through exercising them, you're giving your sex muscles a good workout, tuning them up, 
toning them up and sex will over a period of time once you've really fully developed these muscles sex becomes even more than before and i think you can attest to that paul oh oh, oh yeah definitely <laughs> it, it was one of the major turning points in my journey to really connecting with my my sexual energy and sexual power was once i had done uh pc muscle exercises enough to to strengthen them and like really feel a major difference and it makes the born with a penis or a vagina or something in between your uh, erectile tissue it allows you to pump more blood into the erectile tissue it wake it, it it allows you to wake it up earlier it gives you better control over your orgasms it gives you stronger orgasms it it does so much uh, for your entire experience of sexual pleasure. There's not enough that could be said about it. Oh, yeah. And from a, an anatomical perspective, it's your PC muscles that are part of the orgasms. They go into a type of spasm. When they're weak, they don't spasm very well. But once you strengthen those muscles up, it makes your orgasms much more intense because they're toned up and they can really get a really good, that kind of flitter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it just, it, it's tingly and good. <laughs> mm -hmm. I want to ask you, Paul, what was, what else did you notice different versus before you did PC muscles exercises and after not only did i have better orgasms and have more control over my orgasms between the feeling of this feels really good to orgasm is a spectrum and it lengthened that whole whole thing so before i started doing pc muscle exercises the part between this feels really good and I feel really close to orgasm, that space between those feelings was really short. But after I started doing PC muscle exercises, I realized that there's a whole world within that place and uh, between doing PC muscle exercises and then you teaching me how to edge for a really long time between doing edging, which naturally works out your PC muscles, and then uh, doing the, the squeezes and the, the relaxing and the pushing uh, that, that make up the PC muscle exercises, between doing those two things, I discovered that there's this whole range that used to feel like so close together, and I realized that there's a whole world in between feeling so good that like you have to let off so that you don't come like versus it just starting to feel good versus being really surprised that you haven't come yet and being able to back off a little bit and you can kind of 
go up and down that scale like back and forth for a very long time and it just makes sex so much better once you realize that there's this whole playground there in in this space that used to feel like there wasn't much difference between one extreme and the other if that Mm -hmm. makes oh yeah (laughs) and i'd like to kind of go from there into tantric circles this whole concept and in tantra if you know about tantra at all there's a concept called the kundalini it's the sleeping serpent within us it's our sex energy and when it's sleeping it's kind of dormant it's like we barely notice our genitals it's like we can even touch ourselves and it's it's okay but once you fully awaken the kundalini all of a sudden touch becomes electric it becomes so pleasurable it awakens everything inside and with tantric circles the whole concept is to start on the outside and slowly stimulate and work in and It's kind of like circles within circles. Mm -hmm. You want to start with the outer body. Stimulate your partner's neck, arms, legs, any and all outer erogenous zones. I know that you're really into toes. Oh, yes. (laughs) Toes. Oh, and I'm also into uh, ears and necks and just the whole face it's Mm -hmm. we have nerve endings all over the body our whole body is really a sex organ in a way or it can receive sexual pleasure once you start awakening the kundalini and touch does become different if you ever are masturbating and you just stop for a few minutes and touch different parts of your body And then try it when you aren't masturbating and fully aroused. Notice how different you receive the touch, how more pleasurable it feels when you're fully awakened and aroused. And that can be a very powerful thing. So you want to start with the outer body and start waking, slowly waking up the kundalini. You don't want to slap it in the face Kundalini might get pissed off. (laughs) You want to just slowly wake it up. And as you awaken it from the outer body, start bringing your circles in to the chest, to the breast, to the belly, to the back, even the butt cheeks. Work on the whole body. Start awakening that energy even further. And once you get that fully awakened, then you can start in around the vulva or around the anus and tease a little bit. You might come in and do a little stimulation and go, oh, doesn't that feel good? And then run away back to the outer area and do a little teasing because the Kundalini likes to be teased. And this applies for both men and women. Do you have any thoughts on that? 
So, um, you know, when you were first putting me through training, I remember that we did a lot of focus around identifying, because every, every single body is different. Some, some things will feel more stimulating to one person and less stimulating to another. Some people have uh, either through trauma or through weird body stuff or things like that, areas that will completely make them cold and turn off the entire thing. So it's good to talk with your partner and find out if they have any areas that they know are, are especially hot and any areas that might be old injuries, might be trauma inducing things or anything like that that would turn them off and learn both the areas that you shouldn't stimulate and then the areas that work better for your partner maybe than than other people and keep these things in mind as you're going about and stimulating oh, and, definitely. and even and, men go through hormonal changes throughout the month we're mm-hmm. on hormone cycles too mm-hmm. it's not as readily apparent but those hormonal fluctuations where you get more on some days and a little less on other days can really change how we receive touch. So yeah. even within the same person, mm-hmm. on a different day, it can be really great. And another day, it can be like, well, I'm not into that today. <laughs> yeah. And in, in general, you can kind of break down erogenous zones into tertiary erogenous zones, secondary erogenous zones, and primary erogenous zones. And there's no fixed rule, but uh, in, in general, the, the whole body can be a tertiary erogenous zone. And in general, areas that have lots of nerve endings, areas that the blood flow is a lot stronger, like you were saying, the, the neck and the thighs leading up to your genitals and uh, ears and, and face and things like th- that. These are things that are typically tertiary erogenous zones. And you kind of want to work on your tertiary erogenous zones first and do your tantric circles in those areas and then you get to your secondary tertiary zones like your nipple your nipples your anus testicles on men and scrotum the the outer lips the the perineum Uh, these are examples that are more your your secondary, secondary uh, a lot of people miss out on above the pubic bone oh There's yeah a lot of pubic hair going that can be a really hot spot for a mm-hmm. lot of people yeah and on the pubic bone mm-hmm. yeah so those are like your your secondary erogenous zones and then your primary erogenous zones tend to be direct stimulation on the genitals 
themselves and the inner anus, particularly in men, I would still count as a primary erogenous zone. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, for women, some women too. Mm -hmm. Anus can be a very primary. <laughs> yeah. That leads us to our next thing about females and this, some of what applies to females also applies to males, but mm -hmm. just to kind of differentiate, females can experience different types, well, males and females can experience different types of orgasms. For females, the three types that have been identified by Deborah Sundahl and female ejaculation in the G-spot are the clitoral orgasm through clitoral stimulation female ejaculation through G-spot stimulation, and uterine orgasms that result from deep hard thrusting, which stimulates the uterus. And the deep hard thrusting can either be anally or vaginally, but you want to work up to that. You don't want to start with the mm -hmm. thrusting. <laughs> yeah. And I've had women that but some that love the deep hard thrusting once you get to that point and others it's no go mm -hmm. <laughs> so once again communication is everything mm -hmm. I, I find it kind of interesting how we can have so many different types of orgasms because we think usually we think oh an orgasm's an orgasm but they can vary so much and mm -hmm. so, even men can learn how to have a non-ejaculatory orgasm. Mm -hmm. And women can learn if they haven't had them, if they've only experienced clitoral orgasms, they can learn how to have female ejaculations. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's amazing how many different types there are. And one of the things that Deborah Sendall covers in the book is that there are different types of nerves, and we'll get into that after our talk on male genitalia, because it applies, again, both to males and females. But I did want to kind of cover that there are amazing different types of orgasms. Mm -hmm. And through some tantric practices and through breath work, you can even have more spiritual type orgasms which can be pretty incredible. <laughs> mm -hmm. Anything you want to add before we um, move on to our station break then male genitalia? One of the things that we've already covered a little bit, but I, I think that uh, it's important to really understand is that every single body is different and you can't expect the mm -hmm. thing work with one partner to work the exact same way in any other partner. It's kind of this interesting learning experience to learn the way that one particular sexual partner likes to be stimulated and, and really try to deeply understand it to a deep degree and it, it's something that's different for every single 
sexual partner that that you have and i think i do have an amazing tool that can help with that it's called the erotic body map to first learn how your body works and then how your part how each partner does it on their own solo first and then share that information with each other Mm-hmm. And it can really open some amazing doors. <laughs> Didn't mean to cut you off there, but I did want to say mm-hmm. it's good to know your own body first and then communicate to your partner. Yeah, definitely. I the 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 only other point that I wanted to make is I think that a lot of people find it intimidating when the things that work with one partner don't work with another partner, but it gives you a a real opportunity to explore and learn new things and add more tools to your toolbox. And I don't think it's a thing that people need to be as intimidated by as they often are. Mm -hmm. And I think part of that comes from living in such a sex negative culture we're taught, oh, you're, you're not supposed to talk about it. You're just supposed to do it, and you'll know what to do by instinct. No, sex is an art we have to learn, mm-hmm. and sexual anatomy is part of that art. It's mm-hmm. learning how the body works, how the sexual body works, and that's when you can get into all the juicy stuff. I think another important thing to talk about before we move on to males is the lubrication process. There's a couple of ducts that are, some females don't have both of them, some have both. It's the both, if I, excuse my pronunciation, but it's the Bartholomew's duct and the Skeen's duct. And that's what helps lubricate the vagina. Now, some women have one, some both, some neither. And so lubrication is also very important. You want to keep it slick and moving. Dry skin against dry skin is no, not pleasurable, <laughs> especially on delicate tissues of the sex organs themselves. Mm-hmm. And so knowing how you and your partner lubricate, because men have pre they have a tissue we'll cover in a little while that brings out the pre-cum and helps lubricate the penis and whatever the penis is rubbing against too. So mm-hmm. it produces some pre-lubrication, but it never hurts to add some. But be sure to use a lubrication that is safe for use in the vagina mm-hmm. when you're doing vaginal play. Yeah, and, and also... Also, there are different types of lubrication, and if you are using silicone toys or condoms, you don't want to use any oil-based lubes or uh, silicone-based lubes either. And you don't want to use oil-based lubes in the vagina because the vagina has a chemistry that could be thrown out of balance if you use oil-based. Okay. It's very important to use water-based only in the vagina, as well as have no 
additives like spermicides or oh, what's the word? De not deodorants, um, scents added. Yeah. You want it as chemical free as possible because some, for some women it's okay, but for others it can be an irritant. Mm -hmm. So any other thoughts? I think that's it for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we did mention that if you want to really explore your own body and get to know it better at a sexual erotic level, we do have, I do have the um, erotic body map, which is a exercise in learning your hot spots all over your body, learning how to awaken the Kundalini and learning how to work with the sexual energy, how to really fully wake it up and know your own body because we are all wired very differently. I know there's some things that I just love to have done for me and for other guys, it's like, Ooh, no, don't want to go there <laughs> and vice versa. So, and for women, same thing especially applies. I think a lot, what's really kind of sad is that a lot of people don't know about the female anatomy. They don't mm -hmm. know anything about it. Even some women don't know their own anatomy. And so it's good to learn this stuff because knowledge is power. And especially when it comes to sex. So visit our website, ravenslayerleather.com. We've got a lot of training programs now, taking some down, and I forget what I've got up currently, but I'm about to redo everything. I'm about to launch my sex coaching practice and put up a whole new set of training programs as well, videos and exercise sheets and learning how to work with our bodies and become really in-depth knowledge with the art of sexual expression. <laughs> and we have a Patreon page link and a link to uh, this podcast. We've got a lot of information on the website. So that's ravenslayerleather.com. Anything you want to add, Paul? Um, I can't think of anything right now that you oh, have. Okay. And before we move into the mail, I want to just take a moment. We've been talking a lot about the, the dry anatomy, but mm -hmm. I'd like to take a moment and just because I do so appreciate the structure and the textures and the beauty of the vulva, mm -hmm. the outer lips, the inner lips, the and unfortunately, a lot of norms in our sex-negative culture, a lot of females think, oh, I've got to have surgery done because I've got danglies or my vulva doesn't look pretty. Or, and I haven't met a vulva yet, and I've met a lot of them that I just find absolutely beautiful. Mm -hmm. I love the diversity of them. Mm -hmm. Each one is like a delicate, beautiful flower 
actually not so delicate in some women. <laughs> I have also done vulva torture and ooh, that can be so sweet and delicious. <laughs> but I do like to take a moment and just appreciate the actual beauty and wonders and how well the vulva functions and works so well once you kind of learn the anatomy, the muscles to exercise and really strengthen and develop fully that very beautiful part of our anatomy or some people's anatomy. Mm -hmm. And I've even seen, I had a girlfriend once that could just squat over me and using the lips of her, her inner lips or just the inside of her vagina, using her PC muscles and pull my cock into her. I mean, that's pretty phenomenal. Mm -hmm. So once you've developed those muscles really good, and then she can do some awesome things. It's hard to describe. I mean, she could work the muscles all up and down my cock when it was fully mm -hmm. inside of her. And, oh, wow. <laughs> down, boy, down. <laughs> but I do find the vulva is such a beautiful thing. And I've seen a lot of them. After running Aphrodite's temple for over 25 years, mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of vulvas. <laughs> mm -hmm. And penises, too. <laughs> oh, I know. Um, before we move on, I also kind of wanted to to touch on um, some of the more advanced methods of stimulating uh, the G-spot. Uh, because, uh, you know, you talked about where the G-spot is, but what a lot of people don't understand is that the G-spot has different parts of itself. Uh, different parts. It's not one thing. So you've got at the very front of it, the, the head of the G-spot. And a lot of times when you are starting to warm up the G-spot, it's nice to just kind of play with the head of the G-spot and get it woken up before you go any further deep. And then on either side of the G-spot, there's what are called the gutters and you can either use one finger and do kind of a windshield wiper movement with your finger back and forth or if you are working with someone that is comfortable with two fingers inside of them you can use two fingers and massage either side of the the g-spot along the gutters to get it woken up the rest of the way and like really, really get it going. And then at the very, very back of it, if you reach pretty much as far as your finger will go, at the end of the part that feels like corduroy, there's uh, the tail of the G-spot. And then you can stimulate that. And all of those different things provide different kinds of stimulation. And if you work with all of those different kinds of stimulation, you can really wake up that, that G-spot. And once it's really, really woken up and your partner is 
probably moaning in ecstasy at that point if you then start to do clitoral stimulation while doing different kinds of g-spot stimulation a lot of times it can lead to a very strong and powerful orgasm mm-hmm. it can be amazing and everyone's a, uh, i've know that every woman's a little different some like clitoral wild g-spot some like more clitoral some are real into the g-spot so once again communication is key because mm-hmm. we are all built a little different well on to male genitalia the penis is amazing it is out there so to speak mm-hmm. <laughs> and it has the head or the glands of the penis mm-hmm. and then the shaft and then the urethra goes from the tip of the penis all the way down and into the body you have the bass which comes down and connects to the testes the testicles it's the balls and they can be quite pleasurable and then you have the perineum between the anal opening and the backside of the balls and mm-hmm. all these areas can be very intensely uh, satisfying mm-hmm. and at the very end of the perineum right before you get to the anal area you'll feel a little almost like dimple or invention and that's what's called the Taoist million dollar spot and if you vibrate or even massage into that area it will give you indirect prostate stimulation without having to go into the anal area and for those that are into anal sex and that can really be an amazing area to awaken some a very different experience sexually for men <laughs> and on the male genitalia there's also while we're on the subject of the prostate the prostate gland can only really directly be reached through the anal area and it's between one to three inches inside the anal the rectum and the prostate gland rests against the anal wall and to stimulate it you want to face the pad of your finger towards the genitals and you stick your finger in and you'll feel kind of a walnut sized kind of area it's not real pronounced until you get it all woken up but then it becomes even more pronounced mm-hmm and a lot of men don't like direct immediately they like circles around it it's back mm-hmm. to those tantric circles you gotta wake up the prostate gland before you can do a lot of direct stimulation for a lot of men but once you wake it up and get it going it's amazing what it will do for your sex drive do you want to talk a little bit about what you've discovered in that area (laughs) yeah so you know like like a lot of men i i was hesitant about anal play part of it was 
probably wrapped up in some previous traumas. I always was interested in it, but uh, also kind of afraid of it. And because you are very caring and you like to take things at my pace, in our training, you were very slow to get me comfortable with anal play and played mostly on the outside. But once I let go and I was able to really fully embrace it, doing prostate stimulation feels really, really different. Like one of the things you always say that's very true is that prostate stimulation and prostate orgasms kind of touch into your emotional center in a way that other forms of sex don't uh, for, for men. And it's, it's really interesting because it can trigger these very cathartic and amazing um, emotional things. And it even touches on things that might be generally like negative feelings, but because there's no attachment for those emotion, you kind of get the cathartic part of it without really getting the the like part that actually like hurts your feelings. So like once you are like doing a, a really intense scene with prostate stimulation, you might find yourself crying out of nowhere. You might find yourself fully emotionally just purging and but it feels amazing and it feels like you're having the cathartic portion of like when you have a hard cry without any of the negative feelings that are attached to it and it, it's kind of hard to explain but it's really amazing and there's really nothing else quite like it mm -hmm. yeah and it's just amazing to me how the penis and the male anatomy is uh, it's hard to put in the words sometimes but let me go into a little bit of the anatomy of the penis the shaft of the penis has three erectile tubes i don't have a, the two of them are they've got different names but i'm not going to get too technical here but basically, they engorge with blood when you become aroused, and that's what gives you your heart on. And then the tip of the penis also has erectile tissue. It's different. The tubes are tubular, and the head of the penis is just erectile cells. So you can put a lot of pressure on the tip of the penis if you're wanting to get into some intense sensation play but you never want to crush or bend or play too hard or roughly with the shaft of the penis when it's erect it can take a fair amount but you don't want to damage the and some guys have gotten too vigorous and bent the dick the wrong way when it was hard and it broke the dick mm -hmm. <laughs> you can injure yourself if you bend it too sharply too fast so you want to be careful with the erect penis. 
or not super careful, but you don't want to get too mm -hmm. involved because you can do permanent damage. Mm -hmm. The testes, a lot of men don't realize how much pleasure can be achieved through testicular stimulation. You can do everything from sucking the balls to squeezing them lightly to even slapping them a bit lightly. Or if you're really into intense pleasures, you can go a little harder on them. They can take a lot of punishment. Mm -hmm. But like with everything, you have to be a little careful not to go too far because they can be damaged too if you mm -hmm. go too hard. Mm-hmm. And once again, a lot of men have never experienced the pleasures of the nipples. Mm -hmm. And the nipples in both men and women, well, it varies from person to person, but they can bring a lot of pleasure mm -hmm. with nipple play and breast play. Oh, it can mm -hmm. be such a turn on. <laughs> and I mentioned these things because oftentimes guys that get too quick and getting in and miss mm -hmm. out on some of the buildup and the pleasures mm -hmm. of other parts of the body. <laughs> yeah. And uh, when we were talking about female anatomy, uh, we touched on the perineum and the perineum is a very hot spot for both men and women, but because the perineum is tends to be longer in men, there's just more area to kind of play with and you know like you said the million dollar spot is kind of closer to your anus on your perineum but that whole area like i i feel when i stimulate it i think it kind of wakes up my my pc muscles because the pc muscle strip goes right along that that same ridge and so it's kind of a, a really um, good way to, to stimulate uh, those PC muscles in an external way. On the subject of PC muscles, guys, work your PC muscle exercises daily. It can make an incredible difference. Mm -hmm. It gives you better orgasm control. You get firmer and harder erections. Using them, it gives you so much more intensity when you do have orgasms. It's just, they're your sex muscles, work them out. <laughs> and, and one of the things I really like about PC muscle exercises is that you can do them anywhere. Uh, and I find that sometimes when I'm doing something kind of tedious and boring that I have to do, taking some time to work out my PC muscle exercises, no one else will be aware of what you're doing, but it kind of puts me back in a, a mindset that it connects me with my body and connects me with my sex energy and grounds me in a way mm -hmm. that I, th I think is really hot. And it can also let you do subversive things like you can do it while your boss is talking to you. You can do it <laughs> while you're on a sales call or uh, while you're doing your taxes or anything you can it, it it's something that you have in your arsenal that can kind of uh give you put you in a different mind frame than 
the thing that you're doing that you would prefer not to be doing. And Paul, do you want to describe how to do PC muscle exercises? So I will say that it kind of took me a while. It took me getting my PC muscle exercises stronger to really learn how to do it. But like first I, I thought that it was that like you can kind of feel it when you clench your butthole like you're trying to to pull it in your pc muscles tense as a secondary response to that but if you find it hard to do pc muscle exercises without doing that i think it's a, a a decent way to kind of at least start to get the feeling as someone with testicles I can tell you, you know that you're doing it right when you feel your testicles rise up closer to your body. And so as you do do it, you can like first start off letting all of your muscles relax and then start to, to squeeze. And like, you'll, you'll feel it more and more as it gets stronger and I know that when you first started teaching me to do PC muscle exercises, you taught me to coordinate it with my breathing. And you can either choose your inhale to squeeze, or you can choose your exhale to squeeze. But either on the inhale or the exhale, and they feel different, but you normally like start coordinating with your breath and with every inhale or exhale you squeeze and then on the the opposite exhale or inhale you relax and you just start doing that and I I started off doing it for about one to three minutes at a time three to five times a day but the more that you work out that muscle the stronger it will become and the 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 more you can do it and just kind of like i at this point i can kind of just do it at will and i would say that on an average day between 15 and 30 minutes broken up into however many portions of the day i work on my pc muscles and it it's uh it's really, really powerful. And it, it seems like such a small thing when you start, but once you start feeling the difference that it makes in your sex life, you'll never want to not do them again. I think another thing that is kind of powerful about having your PC muscles develop fully, it's your PC muscles and breathing that helps circulate erotic energy back up into your body. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's the pump, yeah. <laughs> so to speak, mm -hmm. of erotic it, energy. Yeah, and like one of the things that you taught me, and it, it took me uh, having fairly developed PC muscles to really start uh, feeling a, a big difference. But like, I know that I've said on the show before that I used to have major problems with premature ejaculation, which that is like the, the the amount that that has changed in my life is 
insane. I, you know, since you started teaching me how to edge, you know, I can edge for hours at a time if I want to. And it's incredible. But when I was kind of first learning how to edge, I remember you teaching me that for everyone, it's a little bit differently, uh, different. Like when you start to feel that feeling, practicing if like squeezing and holding real hard on your PC muscles, if that makes the urge go away or if it makes it a lot stronger and, uh, you know, kind of learn your, your own body. It, it might be that you have to completely relax your PC muscles to not have a premature ejaculation or squeeze them as hard as you can. But like one of those two extremes generally will keep you from having an ejaculation when you don't want to have one. And that was such a powerful lesson for me. Mm -hmm. And what's happening is that when you have an orgasm and an ejaculation, the PC muscles go into a spasm. And so you want to prevent the PC muscles from spasming, and that will prevent the ejaculation. Mm -hmm. And for some men, it's squeezing down hard on them prevents it. For other men, it's totally relaxing them will prevent the spasm. Yeah. And I, I don't like using the word spasm. It's more like the tingly jinglies occur. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's like they vibrate at a frequency that brings on that ejaculation. Mm -hmm. And so that's what you're trying to prevent is until you're ready to orgasm or ready to ejaculate. And ejaculation and orgasm are two different things, even in men. It's just mm -hmm. in many men, the way we're culturated, they occur simultaneously or very close together. So it's hard to tell them apart. But once yeah. you learn how to tell them apart, men can learn how to have multiple orgasms. Mm -hmm. And without ejaculating for a while, you don't get that drop of sex energy where and roll over and fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. And I like um, one of the things that I've noticed is in strengthening the PC muscles at this point, when I get close to orgasm and then like spread the energy out throughout my body, I, I feel the, like the beginning of the spasm that causes the orgasm and I stop myself before it, or, or that causes the ejaculation, I should say. Yeah. And I stop myself before it, it fully makes me ejaculate. But you feel that uh, the, the feeling of the, the, sp the, the st spasm start to happen. And like it, if you spread that energy out, that's kind of what like puts the tingles all throughout your body and like when you learn how to spread that energy out towards your extremities your fingers and your toes you can get to this point where you're you're so close and you're so on edge and then you move that energy out and then you feel the weird tingling feeling in your fingers and toes and you can start to feel it come all the way down your arms and your legs and when it's like really powerful it's throughout your entire body and it's mm. it's so incredible 
And that, what you're describing is a full body orgasm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and those can occur without ejaculation or with sometimes. I've mm -hmm. had both types. Oh, they're so good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you talked a little bit about edging an orgasm. Do you want to mm -hmm. go a little fuller into the process and how to edge an orgasm? I remember, especially when you started working with me, when one of my primary concerns was that I had premature orgasms and I never thought I'd be able to learn how to edge because the 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 gap between f feeling good and on the verge of orgasm and then fully orgasming like those three feelings were so close together and what you first started teaching me was like first the uh, PC muscle, muscle exercises, but also breathing exercises to do as I was doing it. And it, you know, kind of goes back to what we were, what we were talking about before with the, you know, stimulating the outside of your body and moving in and using tantric circles and getting the rest of your body awake enough and open before you start focusing on your genitals. And you get your whole body worked up and, and primed and ready before you move on to your genitals. And remember that your goal isn't orgasm. Your goal is to feel sensations. It's to feel good and as you start this process it's it's not a sprint it you know like sometimes you will overstimulate yourself and you will have an orgasm and you shouldn't beat yourself up when that happens you should actually enjoy it enjoy the ride enjoy the orgasm be grateful that you, you your body can give you that feeling and then the next time you might have a better idea of where the line right between no return is. And you're kind of trying to get as close to that point of no return where every cell in your body is screaming for the orgasm and you pull off just a little bit. And one of the, the real important things that you taught me was when you when you're so close to the edge it's good to take a time to take a deep breath and uh and then use your hands and physically move the energy from your genitals and push outwards on 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 your your legs and push that feeling all the way into your toes and then put your your hands above your pelvis and move that energy up into the rest of your body into your nipples into your neck into your ears and then like massage your scalp uh, and let those tingly feelings like really overtake you and and feel fully in that body feeling before you go back to stimulating and can go back to stimulating but don't go full all all the way for the gusto like start slow again and 
build yourself up and realize it's this like undulating energy that passes like waves throughout your entire body and move your focus from just your genitalia to your entire body and spend some time massaging your nipples and and rubbing your anus and massaging your perineum hit that million dollar spot take some time to touch your earlobes and and rub your neck and i mean i sometimes when i'm really feeling the energy i kind of like to deep throat my fingers a little bit but that might be because i'm a little dirty (laughs) and i sometimes bite my lip and bite my tongue and you know, because I'm into pain and you know, twist my nipple and dig my nails into my thighs and mm. just stimulate your body all over. And you can build it up and bring it back down and build it up again and bring it back down. And once you really get into the flow of that feeling, you can pretty much keep edging until you decide to have an orgasm. And I know that I think my record at this point is 12 hours. I Now I know Gigi's gone further with that than I would say 99.9% of human beings on the face of the planet, but that's because you're a hardcore freak. Oh yeah. <laughs> And I'd like to talk a little bit about the benefits of edging. If you think an orgasm is good through the usual means, it feels so hard to get to that point of no return and kind of back off from it a little bit. Everything's screaming into you to orgasm. It's like it's every cell in my body wants to just come. And one of the things I have to remind myself is if I back off and play with this energy, when I do allow myself an orgasm and an ejaculation, it's going to be mind-blowing. It goes much further than your usual just Mm -hmm. build up, get it off orgasm. Mm -hmm. It's a very intensive, and it can even lengthen the time that you are ejaculating in mm-hmm. orgasming. I've gone into full three to five minute orgasm oh, with I, ejaculations. I know that. And, you know, one of the things is if you take several days and you spend an hour edging every single day and don't let yourself come and you do that for a week and then you have a really long edging uh, session process where you edge for three, four, five, six hours and then let yourself come after having built your sex energy up for an entire week. It's, it, it goes from incredible to indescribable and mind blowing. Oh, yeah. And don't be concerned if your balls swell up a little bit during this process. Mm -hmm. I know when you get into extreme edging, 
my balls were like double sized. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, because I mean, they were full of mm-hmm. cum, basically. Yeah, and, and in fact, what the thing that I tend to do when I do like take a week to build my sex energy up is I don't really decide the number of days. I kind of let my body tell me. And when my balls feel swollen and kind of painful after a few days, that means it's probably a good time to release that sexual energy. Yeah. And to release the fluids. Yeah. And I would like to state one thing. This is healthy stuff. The balls and the prostate gland are not meant to be storage containers for real long periods. Our bodies are, the male body especially, is designed to flush all that out periodically. Mm -hmm. And so I wouldn't go too much longer than a week without coming. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And for people that haven't been having good sex or haven't, maybe sex Mm -hmm. is totally turned off, one of the things they've discovered is that if you flush all that fluid through both the prostate and the testicles, it helps prevent testicular cancer and prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. So research has shown that it's really good to flush all that out because it gets rid of some of the gunk that can build up if you don't otherwise. Mm-hmm. So it's healthy to have good sex. I'd like to kind of wrap up pretty soon. I've got one more thing I'd like to cover, and that's what we touched on earlier. It's the pudendal nerve and the um, pelvic nerve. The pudendal nerve is, and I hope I'm pronouncing this right. I'm not good with pronunciation sometimes. The pudendal nerve is the pathway for stimulation of the clitoris and the glands of the penis. The pelvic nerve is the pathway for prostate stimulation in both men and women. Ultimately, orgasms occur in the brain. A person can experience orgasms during a dream without any external stimulation you can experience an orgasm purely from fantasy. By learning how our bodies work, one can learn how to experience a broader range of orgasms. I've actually had orgasms just from nipple play alone. Those can be incredible. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've had orgasms just from fantasy, and I mean full-blown ejaculatory orgasms, just from fantasy. So we, it's amazing. But one of the reasons that the penis, and, well, the tip of the penis, the gland of the penis and the clitoris kind of produce a different type of orgasm that's not as emotional. It's more intense in a way at a physical kind of feeling good sensation. Whereas when you have prostate, orgasms, they go up the the pelvic nerve, and the pelvic nerve goes to a higher spot in our brain. Mm -hmm. The pudendal nerve only goes down to the brainstem. And so the orgasms from P 
penal, well, penis and clitoral stimulation is a little more primitive part of the brain. Mm -hmm. When you get into orgasms from the prostate gland, it goes up to the more advanced, higher parts of the brain. Mm -hmm. And so it, and which is registers near this emotional center of the brain. So that's what makes them so powerfully different is that there's registering and we're having the orgasm and they've actually mapped this out with brain scans, EEGs mm -hmm. and different ways they scan the brain. And they are different types of orgasms. They've been scientifically proven. So if you want to really experience something different, and even for women, having a uterine orgasm is a little bit of a combination of both. It's stimulating both the both centers of the brain simultaneously. Mm -hmm. And I think men can do that too through penal stimulation and um, along with prostate stimulation simultaneously. So it can produce even a third type of orgasm, which is, oh, wow, supercharged. <laughs> the mm -hmm. whole brain's lighting up with orgasm. <laughs> but I just wanted to kind of clarify that part of the sexual anatomy, because part of it is, part of orgasm is through our neurological system. And part of it, it does ultimately all register in the brain. Okay. Anything you want to add? I think that, uh, you know, sometimes when we get into heady topics like this, it's really easy to get overwhelmed because I know that we've thrown a lot of information out in the course of this podcast. But remember that you don't have to learn all of these things at once. Just focus on something that you find interesting that you hadn't really thought about before and kind of focus on that and kind of break it up into individual chunks. You don't have to run before you learn how to crawl. You can take time to learn each of these different parts of the body and the way that it's all wired together and the way that your body works and the way that your partner's body works and it up into uh -oh, manageable <laughs> chunks and um, learn a little bit by a little bit of, by I a little what bit you're and then is you know the all of a sudden of because i know that it is i art. was really surprised after training with you after a while how much i had really absorbed because in my training, we would focus on individual parts of the things that we were that we've been talking about. And, you know, one week, we might focus on one thing, we might uh, focus on that thing for four weeks in a row. Yeah. Uh, and but, you know, over time, little by little, I've kind of absorbed all of these different lessons. And, and, like, the more you learn about it, the, the more you can kind of approach the body holistically and understand the way it works with itself and how everything affects everything else. And it's, um, it's really beautiful. And it, it's not as hard as it might seem if all of this stuff seems kind of complicated and 
It's a process. Yeah. It's not an end destination. <laughs> and I'm still learning new techniques as I go. And, you know, yeah. I've experienced. Mm -hmm. we, it, that's what's so beautiful about the art of sexuality. It is an art. It's very complex, as we said in the beginning of the show. And one last thing is, uh, I remember one of the best lessons that I learned from you is I had to learn about this stuff and know it with my logical brain to the point where I could ignore it and get out of my head and, and not be actively focused on trying to do these things logically. Yeah. I had to learn to let my body know how to, to do these things without thinking about it. But it takes kind of learning it and practicing so that you can ignore your teaching, you know, ignore what you've learned. It's kind of a, a weird paradox. It very much is. And part of it is that to learn this stuff, you're using the more logical side of the brain. But to mm -hmm. really fully utilize it, you have to turn the logical side off and let the intuitive side take over. Mm -hmm. And that, I think, is where the paradox comes in, is that once you've got it kind of develop that body memory then you can turn the rational side off but until you kind of learn these techniques through the logical process it takes time to really practice and build that up to really fully experience it at a deeper mm -hmm. level and i'd like to kind of conclude that male and female anatomy while it's different it's very similar we're all made from the same building blocks Mm -hmm. And that's kind of good because it means we can all experience different types of orgasms and learn how our bodies work. Mm -hmm. We're all kind of unique in a way and we're all wired very differently. And so it's an exploration. It's a process of exploring and discovering mm -hmm. what your body can do. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you, if you practice some of these things, you will discover a whole new world opening up for you. Mm -hmm. One last anecdote, if it's okay with you. Sure. Um, you know, when you were saying about how male and female bodies are very similar, and a lot of this anatomy is very similar, Once I, when I started training with you, we did a lot of sexual play, and I learned a lot with you and it was over a year before I had sex with with a woman and I was surprised how much learning how to pleasure you and like learning how to stimulate you how much of it really did transfer into being able to have sex with women as well and I so, think part of that's due to me being intersex. <laughs> I mean, that is true. <laughs> I do have female parts in there. They're hidden, but they're in there. <laughs> mm -hmm. I just wanted to throw that in. Just <laughs> Yeah. But I think you have learned so much, and you've come so far in your 
discovery process. And that's partly why I like to have do the show with you because you've got that. I've learned this stuff years and years ago. So I forget how it was before I learned this stuff. Mm. So you give a good perspective on that side of, oh, yeah, this is how it changed for me. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I do thank you for being part of this show. <laughs> mm. It's my pleasure. Well, I think we've reached the end of our show tonight. You've been listening to adult bedtime stories and learning all that juicy sexual anatomy lessons, how to really take pleasure to new levels, and knowledge is power. <laughs> Have a good night. Enjoy those nocturnal emissions. Enjoy your bodies. They were designed to bring you pleasure. The universe created you as a pleasure machine. So enjoy it and take full advantage. Learn, explore, and oh, transform your whole life. It really does work. It's like, I'm, since I started doing this, I've never seen the world the same again. All new things wake up. I become more mindful. I become more present. It's a beautiful. Anything else before we say good night? Nope. Well, good night. Good night. I find it interesting that adults in our culture are not provided with informative sexual education. Even married couples don't have access to an adequate sexual education and how to pleasure each other. It's assumed that somehow we will instinctively know all that we need to know about sex. I don't know how you feel about this, but I think there's a better method. I would like to invite you to join me in developing a sex-positive lifestyle with freedom of sexual expression between consenting adults. Join us each week to learn everything sexual. Add your comments about the show and any suggestions you have for future show topics. We would love to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you won't miss any episodes. This concludes this edition of Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Sex is the final frontier. So explore everything sexual.